Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Future. This is a political and philosophical podcast that follows current events, mostly in the United States. I'm your host, Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam. And these podcasts can be found anywhere under my screen name, The Storm AI. They are recorded live on Twitch where viewers can join in to talk about the various topics we cover. However, we do have the following rules to help guide us. Do not insult each other and instead be respectful. There is another person on the other end of that screen. Take into account new information to update and refine your opinions. However, ensure you are using reputable sources. Hitchens Razor states that which can be stated without evidence can also be dismissed without evidence. However, I have added exemptions for basic universal truths like the earth is round and 1 plus 1 equals 2. The Sagan Standard states that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence to prove them. Hanlon's Razor states that we should not attribute to malice that which could reasonably be, be attributed to plain stupidity. And Occam's Razor states that simpler explanations that make the least assumptions are more likely to be correct. So this week at work, I was rather busy, and I haven't managed to script out everything, so a lot of this is going to be ad-lib. But I'm going to start this week by going over two of the bills that Biden signed into law, and then I've got a few other things to talk about. The first bill that Biden signed into law was H.J. Res. 100, which is quickly signed into law by, according to, according to Biden, avert the shutdown of our entire train and rail system, which, as you might imagine, would be pretty major. After all, most of the crude oil in the nation travels by rail. If only we had some kind of efficient pipelines that our president canceled a year ago. Okay, more accurately, on his first day in office, Biden canceled the permit to build the Keystone XL pipeline, which would have funneled crude oil from Alberta and Canada to Illinois or Texas once it was completed, but instead, with the permit canceled, we've had to put more strain on the rail system, which was already pretty strained. Increasing that strain meant the workers were working even harder, with no extra pay or benefits. Straws piled up, tensions rose, and until finally, they broke the camel's back. Over the past few years, rail companies and unions were at each other's throats over working pay and working conditions until in September, when the White House actually stepped in to forge a tentative, iffy deal. But a few weeks ago, several rail unions rejected that contract offer, and instead, rail union leaders met to organize a new deal, or organize a strike, to begin later this week if their terms weren't met. So, what do the unions want? The September deal had pay raises for some members, but did not have paid sick days, or a scheduling module model that people could actually work with. Apparently, the proposed attendance policy could penalize or even fire workers for going to doctor's visits, or attending to family emergencies. According to the Washington Post, the policies previously proposed would have contractors and engineers on call for 14 days straight without a break and no sick days, paid or otherwise. According to rail companies, their employees can take time off using paid vacation days, but the unions disagree, saying those paid vacation days often need to be scheduled months in advance. The tentative deal made in September included one paid personal day. Even the fictional companies in the dystopian cyberpunk universe offer a whole three personal days, which in that universe was treated as an amazing treat, although even if it were real, it would be comically low to underscore the importance of unions in that story. According to NPR, four out of the 12 freight rail unions, representing well more than half of the 115,000 workers covered by this deal, 
voted down the September agreement that the White House made. And this is where the issue truly began, in Congress. On the 29th of November, Representative Donald Payne introduced H.J. Resolution 100 to provide for a resolution with respect to the unresolved disputes between certain railroads. Basically, this bill requires that the unions accept the September deal. The bill does this on the grounds of the Railway Labor Act of 1926, which prevented walkouts and strikes due to the possible economic effects of railway strikes. The House passed the bill, but in the process, added a separate section to add seven days of paid leave to the agreement, which the workers would have been happy with. But on the 30th, the bill went to the Senate, who shot down that extra paid leave section and passed the rest on to the president, who immediately signed it into law. And just for fun, this bill also makes it illegal for rail workers to participate in the planned strikes later this month. Onto the various statements put out by the White House over the course of the last week, on November 30th, the press secretary stated that Biden's number one priority about this bill was that it get it done fast. Quote, he does not support any bill or amendment that will delay a bill that's getting to his desk by Saturday. Biden's concern about this bill is getting it done fast, not getting it done right. I understand that this was an imminent concern with the increased demand on shipping due to the holidays. The speed was important. Still, getting it done right is probably more important. You don't want a patch to break in the middle of the hardest strain on the shipping industry. Biden also released his own statement on the 30th when he signed it into law. In the statement, he mentioned that the agreement will raise workers' wages by 24% and increase their benefits. However, Biden failed to mention that the 24% increase would instead be over the course of the next five years. He also failed to mention the downsides of this agreement that I talked about earlier. Biden also released another statement on December 1st. During the speech, Biden stated, quote, Our nation's rail system is literally the backbone of our supply chain. So much of what, they, so much of what we rely on is delivered on our rail, from clean water to food and gas and every other good. A rail shutdown would have devastated our economy. Well, that sounds like an excellent reason to make the workers on those rail lines happy with the agreement that you're about to force them into, but as I mentioned earlier, they aren't. Biden does also mention in the speech how it doesn't have the paid sick leave that, quote again, these rail workers, and frankly, every worker in America deserves, but that fight isn't over. But by signing this bill into law, it means that fight is basically over. The contract can't get updated, and because the legislation is now through the legislative process and passed into law, it can't get changed. You instead have to introduce a whole new piece of legislation. Instead, you have to start from scratch. This contract can't get updated until the next time it gets renewed, in five years. And unions have been fighting for that paid sick leave for years before now, too. A reporter had the same question I did. Mr. President, how soon should our rail workers expect sick days? Quote, as soon as I can convince our Republicans to see the light. Biden, Biden. The proposed amendment to this deal from the House to give sick days was voted down in the Senate with 75 yeses to those sick days and 70 noes to those sick days. Of those votes, not one Democrat voted yes. All 25 yeas to extra sick days were Republicans. Of the nay votes, there were 46 Democrats, 22 Republicans, and two independents. It's not the Republicans who need to see the light here. 
The worst part is now this resolution is through the legislative process so it can't be changed anymore. In order to add back those sick days, a whole new agreement needs to be drawn up from scratch. Now, to start my own opinion about this whole situation off, I get paid hourly, so I could be majorly off the mark as to how contract work, well, works. But to me, this feels like one step away from, well, I want to say indentured servitude or something akin to slavery. The government basically just forced over a hundred thousand workers into a deal that they didn't want to take, which they would be contractually locked into. And on top of that, they can't even exercise their right to peaceful protest by striking. This agreement makes it an illegal offense, and while I was unable to find what exactly the legal repercussions would be, I would assume it's something to do with jail time or fines. It feels very unconstitutional, and while I'm no judge, I hope the Supreme Court would agree. In addition, the original law this resolution cites is 96 years old. Surely its validity should be questioned at this point. And this is where the dark part of my brain starts to work. We've been in a recession for the most part of this year, and so far, the White House flatly denies that we're in one. The Great Depression began in August of, of 1929, when the stock market crashed, resulting in a regional banking panics until finally, the economy hit the rock bottom in 1993. The law this resolution quotes was signed in 1926, just three years prior. Some people's opinions I've also heard said that a strike would be a bad thing and that this resolution is instead a good outcome. Let's be clear though, this is a lose-lose situation. According to most major news media, a strike would be bad, it would temporarily shut down distribution of nearly 40% of all of our goods across the nation. But I would argue that the opposite, banning the strike and arresting workers if they do, would be worse for the average person in the long run because instead, it might set a precedent for the government to make other methods of protest illegal for more people. This bill shows that, more than ever, the government will back the corporation and its profits instead of the union and its treatment of workers. So what do you guys think about this whole resolution? Did you honestly, do like... Honestly, I know this is, a, this is an ice-cold fucking take, but the government had... Like, the government had every right to interfere, and no matter what anybody says, the government has had the right to interfere in commerce. Like, before the Great Depression was a thing, the government constitutionally has the right to interfere with commerce over state lines. It's part of well, Article yeah, the, 1 the of the Constitution. The federal government does because it crosses straight st state lines, right? But the question is, should they? Because if yes, they do, as it, a matter of fact, they should like because the like this like the nation's economy is very much the federal government's problem. Yes, and they should be trying to solve it, not make it worse. No, but like they, objectively speaking, like they can always ratify a law if they are willing to push it through Congress. And to uh, to be completely honest, Rick, risking an economic crash during one of the biggest economic seasons of the year versus uh you know dealing with a strike during versus you know pissing even a small portion of the population off objectively speaking is the better decision i know it's an ice cold take okay, and it's yeah, things it people don't want to hear but at the same time it's better than the alternative 
Okay, so there's two options here. The alternative number one is that they ban the strike. And if they do that, well, the bill says that striking would become illegal. It's not just a fireable offense, it's something illegal. So while I couldn't find exactly what the legal repercussions would have been, I don't know if it's arrested, I don't know if it's jail time, I don't know if it's a fine. Honestly, the government can do that. It's something. No, they can't, actually. No, no, actually they can. Because the First Amendment only applies to uh, public spaces and government-run institutions. Dictating whether or not union workers can go on strike is neither. Like, by definition, that shit is not covered by the First Amendment. Which, by the way, is fucking stupid. The way the First Amendment works in a legal sense is absolutely fucking stupid. I agree that they should be allowed to go on strike. However, I can't really do much other than point to how the First Amendment actually works and say, yeah, well, the government says no. I need to make sure. Okay, so like, I, This I... is literally the same reason that websites can uh, dictate what you can and cannot post on their servers. Like, this is yeah, literally the websites same Websites can do that because they're yeah, private. Even companies. though the First Amendment exists. Even though, even yes. though by logic, the First Amendment existing would prevent them from doing that. But no, that's no, not no. how the First Amendment actually works. The First Amendment restricts the government from punishing you, it does not restrict other people from punishing you. You're not protected from the social aspect of other people hating you because you posted on Twitter that you thought Hitler was a good person. Isn't Hitler that was right, a good Kanye? person. Fight me. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that right, Kanye? That, that's yeah. another thing to discuss later on. Yeah. To be honest, preventing them from... Sh okay, so hear me out here. There are already laws preventing them from striking in the first place. Like, right now, in the current state, uh, the, if, if that had, this bill had been pushed through regardless, like, let's say uh, the clause that prevents them from striking, because I don't have access to the full bill, and even if it, I did have it, I don't want to sift through 30 pages of legal jargon. Well, it's not actually that long. I've got the, the link right here. One second. Uh, just shoot it, by the way. Copy link. But let's say uh, for, the, the, for the sake of argument, um, they, uh, this bill get, got pushed through without the clause that, uh, you know, gives legal, legal ramifications to them striking for any reason. Right after, they would still not legally be able to go on strike after the bill got pushed anyway. Yeah, because the bill says that it's illegal now. No, because, no, this is for the sake of argument that clause isn't there. Yeah. They still wouldn't have legally been able to strike anyways for at least a week after the bill got passed. Yeah, that's why the bill was the bill passed on December first, or the bill was signed into law on December first. They were going to go on strike later this week on the ninth. That's over a week since the bill passed. That's when they were planning to do it. Yeah, there. I had to do a bit of searching on the topic, but there are apparently legal ramifications for going on strike after a contract yeah. is signed if that strike begins within a certain period of time. Refusing That's... to work by going on strike puts you in breach of your contract of employment. However, as long as your strike was called in accordance with the laws of governing industrial actions, you are protected from dismissal. I mean, yes, but your contract can also prevent you from striking, and you can cite the First Amendment till you're blue in the face. They'll still, they'll still fire your ass into the ground. Fire you? Yes, they can absolutely fire you. They can withhold pay. 
But that's not what this bill says. This bill says that they wouldn't just get fired. This bill says that it's illegal, as in legal ramifications from the government. Yeah. Which Can they cannot do. Because the First this Amendment clearly is... states that as long as it's peaceful, they can't punish you. The government yeah. can't punish you. Yeah. It's the not protecting you from getting fired. You. It's not protecting you from getting fired. It's protecting you from jail time. It's protecting you from fines. From other yeah. legal ramifications. Yeah. Uh, uh, Civil so Service on. Reform Act of 1978 prohibits federal unions from striking as Sorry. the work of the government one, is deemed which... too what law did you decide? Uh, the Civil Service Reform Act of 1978. Okay, can you guys start actually sending me this documentation? Service Reform Act of, of 1978. As the work of the government is deemed too crucial to interrupt during union and management disagreements. Yeah, the Civil Reform Act of 1978 is intended to Here, provide federal managers with the flexibility to improve government operations and productivity while at the same time protect employees uh, from unfair or unwanted practice. So let's read this real quick. History, the original legislation allowing federal employees to organize together and protect, allowing federal employees to organize together and protect rights was the Lloyd LaFollette Act in 1912. However, this only uh, this act only allowed employees to unionize together and petition the government. It gave them no real bargaining power. The act was amended by both President Kennedy and President Nixon, but neither executive orders truly fixed the problems with the original act. By the time President Carter took the office in 1977, the Lloyd LaFollette Act was perceived as entirely obsolete and forced the necessity of a legislative reform, which is what the Civil Service Reform Act of 1978 is for. Honestly, but this is, if you this wanna... is for federal employees. Yeah, which is, by the way, these aren't federal it all employees. Are they? No. I mean, yeah, these aren't federal employees, so they are not protected under the Civil Service Act. No, but they are protected. They're, they're effectively outside. Con okay, no, this actually falls into a weird gray area because it all <laughs> depends on whether or not they're considered federal contractors. Hold on, let's because just they are, that they are unionized. Are trained. Uh, what? Federal workers. No, there's nothing saying anything about them being federal uh, workers. Uh, yeah, so they're not protected under the Civil Service Act. No. We are who? Are who? If they were the, federal okay. contractors, they so would these be protected under the People who work on trains, Act. they aren't federal yeah. employees who work for the government. They work for train lines, which are private corporations. Yeah. yeah. Some Although to be fair, like if I can go on a site, so if they, they still go on strike, the First Amendment won't protect them from being fired. It won't protect them from having their wages cut for the time that they strike. It won't protect them from things like that. But it should protect them from legal ramifications, like getting arrested or jail time. It won't fines. protect them if their but strike bill, results in illegal action. Like, well, if it, their strike results in illegal action, yes, but how? It's a peaceful protest. It's just I mean, they it's don't want to work. I mean, there are laws in place that prevent medical yeah. workers from striking because if a medical if the medical industry strikes without pro without notice, then they can get arrested for it. Without and there notice. are legal ramifications for it. Without notice. Remember, remember these people are there. They're giving notice. Their country. I actually had to, to look at this. 
Actually, wait, no, you can't be fired for uh, striking unless it's specifically in your contract. Yeah, that and, you cannot strike. So if it is in the contract, then yeah, they can get fired. That's that's yeah. not the problem here. The problem is that this bill makes it illegal. It's not the getting fired ramification. It's the possible jail time or the fines that might come with it. That's the problem. Wait, for like everyone who only to only to train tra- trail trail. Oh my god, the train workers. It can't be for everyone. It could only be for the train workers. Yes, it's just for the train industry, which moves forty okay. percent of all goods. That's our supply well, that chain even... we're talking about here. Yeah, that's exactly why they probably don't want them striking. Because yeah, that's exactly that's why they don't what want the government to die. They yeah, it's the same reason that they don't the want the medical industry striking. If the medical industry yeah, strikes, all hell breaks loose. If the train industry strikes, all hell breaks loose, but even worse. Actually, I'm not sure which one of those would be worse, but... it Probably the train industry, because if they went on strike for any time longer than a week, a good portion of our, of our economy would straight up collapse. Well then, maybe they should just give them the extra paid days that they want. Or maybe, and hear me out here, I know it's a strange concept, but maybe they just shouldn't be allowed to go on strike. There are methods of protest besides striking. Striking is a very extreme form of protest that results in a lot more bad things than the bad things it actually solves. They've been trying to get these paid sick days for years, and they haven't gotten it. What Doesn't what have... else? What else is for them to do? They can they can oh, write petitions. They've been doing that. Their unions can try to talk with their employers. They've been doing that for well, years. Nothing's gonna work. And like, it you have hasn't to understand worked. the government's under the thumb of corporations, and there's fuck all that can be done about it. Like, do you do you know the reason that copyright lasts so fucking long? Because, because the government. Well, that's no, because no, of because Mouse. Disney got pissy. It wasn't that's because, because of Mickey Mouse. Because yeah. Disney. Yeah, Disney got pissy and petitioned Congress not once, not twice, but three separate times. To extend copyright on Mickey Mouse, who is still copyrighted. To extend copyright on Steamboat fucking Willie. Yeah, because that's the first On a cartoon that was made almost 100 years ago. Because that's the first time the cartoon showed Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's but that's, that's just that version of Mickey, of Mickey Mouse. Mouse. That's just that version of Mickey Mouse yeah. that would be in public domain. Yeah. Like, it's fucking stupid. Like, corporations have way more input than they have any right to have in how our legislation works. So you also agree that that's a problem with this? Is that the corporations have I agree it's a problem with much... it, but I also realize that there's nothing that can be done about it. Well, that is giving up. Surely there's something that we can do about nope, it. Nope, because we live in a We're capitalist not, uh, society. But, you know. There is literally fuck all you can do about it because capitalism. There has to be a way to fix it. No, because money makes just, the world go you know, round. Just giving them the paid sick days, because, come on. Like, seven I paid agree sick that they should have given them the lot. paid sick days, but I also agree that they should have been prevent. Like, okay, it's like, let's say they can't get the sick days, right? Let's just say because, the, because ultimately it's because Congress are being assholes about it. Instead, push, temporarily push back to when they can strike to the 26th. Until after the immediate holiday season is over, after all that Christmas shit is done, so that way you can minimize the impact that strike will have. So when they do go on strike and Congress realizes they have to give these people what they want, the brunt of the damage is already over. Like, if you can't give them what you want, you ultimately have to start going into calculations of damage reduction. 
how little can we make this shit hurt? Because it's going to hurt regardless of what we do. True, but, like, this will instead... So this won't hurt us in the short term, right? It means that we've effectively averted the rail strike for this month. I'm not concerned yeah. about the short term, though. I'm concerned about the long term. I agree that long term it is was a really this, fucking stupid decision. Is this setting a precedent for the government to make other methods of protest illegal or even forcing people to work when they don't want to? Because if The government already reserves the right to force. Because if you force people to work when they don't want to, that's just another way of saying slavery. And really we don't isn't. like slavery. It really isn't. Because How? aren't they still... Are they still getting paid for that work? You realize that slaves were paid in room and board, right? Uh, no. Are they being paid their normal wages? Are they being paid, you know, by their employers for the work the government is forcing them to do? That's not the problem. Wages has nothing to do with slavery or not. Is slavery is forcing someone to work when they don't want to. Uh, you, know, you do realize that slavery... Like... You have to understand, that's a big legal loophole. Like, they can do that yeah, shit. I mean, that is... Okay, that, that's not entirely accurate. That's not what slavery is. But it's still wrong. You shouldn't force people to work if they don't want to. Because uh, that's we a did, step away no, from you have to slavery. Okay, like, to take a side note on that, yes, we fucking should. Because hear me out on this one. The reason Social Security is going fucking bankrupt is because too many people are, are on disability or welfare that shouldn't be on it. Because, you know, doing that... And they're that's, just coasting on that thing, shit. Though. No, I'm it not really saying... isn't, because the government's spending money they don't have uh, I'm not to appease saying... the people who don't want to work. I'm not saying yeah, but that people cool. who don't want to work should get paid. If you don't work, you don't get paid. It's that simple. But that's your, that's your prerogative. That's your choice. If I don't want to work, and then I later have the consequence of I can no longer pay my rent and I get evicted, that's my own fault. So I choose to work because I don't want to get evicted, but I also want to have the option that if I want to not work, then I can just not work, right? That that should be an option there. I mean, it is an option in the same way that if I don't it want to mean work, I be... if I don't want to live, I could just you know not work, not feed myself, you know, not do a half dozen other things that are required for me. Okay. It doesn't mean that I should just you know not have the repercussions that i should have a safety net of oh i'll just get paid by the government instead no problem i should be able to choose what i want to do it doesn't mean that i should be protected from the repercussions of that but i do personally work, think that's not good <laughs> i do personally think that the government should be allowed to um overwrite certain uh like it's let's say you have a day off right yeah but the government, for some reason, you know, let's just say for the sake of arguments that for some strange reason, like half of our rail workers just suddenly vanish into the void, right? Thanos is just... Thanos snapped, right? yeah. Yeah. The government, I believe that in cases where the government has an, has an instance where we have an emergency lack of workers, that the government should be allowed to pull personnel from that work pool that are otherwise not currently working to fill the void temporarily. Well, I mean, so I mean for they United States put, Army Reserve, that would make sense. No, this could like, be the like, Army already does this. The Army already does this. You don't want to force people to work when they don't want to. And if something like that happens, then yeah, you need to get more people in there. But the way you do that isn't by forcing people to work. The way you do that is by giving extra incentives to work. 
Like, yeah, but for you example, see, the problem is... No, like, the problem is you can give people incentive to work until you're blue in the face, but that's very much a gamble. Like, hear me out here. I tried to, mm-hmm. empl- I tried to enlist in the U.S. Army. Hmm. I tried to enlist wow. in the U.S. Army. The U.S. Army is desperate for fucking people right now. Yes, because... But because I have autism and I had depression issues when I was younger, they, they straight up did not send me to evaluation. They said, nope, we cannot take you. I despite find there believe. being a massive sign-on bonus, despite them being desperate for people, one or two mental disabilities means the government pretty much refuses to hire you for their military. Well, why did you I re- just not tell them about that? I oh, re- no, they, they looked at my medical records. It doesn't fucking matter. No, oh, hold on. Yeah. It would either I don't tell them or it comes out at MEPS, and then it, we, I get the same response anyway. Go ahead, Tempest. Multiple times throughout history, and this, like, that includes my family as well, for people who have signed up for the military in multiple different countries, Half the time, they tell you to not say what you have. They check your medical, but then they ask you to go in and say what you have. And when the fucking, Jesus Christ, English. When the person you're talking to asks you, what do you have? They tell you to lie. Yeah, but you're in Trinidad. That's, you're in, you're that, in Cuba. That, okay, so the then, thing is, right, lying to the U.S. government. At any point, anybody who has actually been in the military will straight up tell you lying to the government is a really bad idea. And they yeah, do I it all the time. True. There's also like a what's they it do called? it all the time. But like there are dead ass or... illegal repercussions if you lie to the military. Yeah, and it's the refusing them under... that tell you to lie about it. Yeah, the people or who not... tell you to or lie about it are lying through their fucking teeth. Uh, yeah, they tell you not to say it. They shouldn't say it. Okay, life. so they never lie. mind. But like, so what I'm trying to say is, I guess if you weren't eligible for it, so they can't take you, they should instead offer more incentives to people who are eligible. Until yeah, but the problem is nowadays not a lot of people are are eligible because, believe it or not, the way the government handles a lot of shit is really bad. So that's so this is a symptom of a disease. So increasing benefits for those who are eligible is one option. The other option is to lower your requirements. Yeah, to lower the requirement. Yeah, like let's say uh, that instead. uh, Honestly, I don't see a reason why they couldn't do that. Like let's say, I also believe, and this ultimately ties into a lot of how our educational system functions. I believe that job training for essential workers, again, things like railroad workers and. stuff like that, should be uh, ma- effectively mandatory. Well, yeah, if you fuck up, you literally kill so much people. Yeah. Yeah, you if... would solve so many employment issues if you had extra... Okay, th- there are two reasons we have lack of work. One is because, ultimately, wage fucking sucks in this country. Episode 10 of Capitalism is Bad. <sighs> the second is that, for a lot of specialist workers, we either have an excess or not enough. So by by taking the new generation and putting them, ha- at least training them in some essential work roles, Life. they could come out of the education system ready to work in positions that the government might need people to fill. We have trade schools is, for that. Yeah, you we have trade in... schools, but trade schools cost money. Like No, we what? have trade schools in China that are free. You get paid to go to them. Uh, in some it places, It varies yes. by location in the U.S. 
it's oh, very much your, varies by location. It's iffy, so yeah. But like, you suck so much. No, like dead ass. I would, in, when I lived in Oregon, trade school was free. I would have gone to trade school if COVID didn't hit three months before I graduated high school. God, I there's dropped like, out of college. There's for like, fucking yeah, I'm but, so upset. That's the thing. This, this, the trade schools, you don't even have to finish school to get them because they're mostly for people that never finish school. So, you mostly chance you could get those things. Yeah, but again, trade school, like, it varies by location, but the general thing is trade school costs money. Yeah. A lot it, of money it, that people don't have. I'm sorry, but it's free internet. They literally pay you to go to the trade school. <laughs> That's not a profitable business model, man. Like, unless they're being funded by the government, I find that hard to believe. Not only is it being... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not only is it being funded... Okay, because uh, you get on-the-job training. You literally... Okay, you, you get, like, some basic training, and each thing that they carry you on, they carry you, like, on a job in and in in, in, up that... In, in, in. They carry you on a job like, each time. You do it's it, like, like temporary employment. Yeah. In a sense. It's something like that. I actually know this kind of deal. Uh, when I was in Oregon, I was supposed to do temporary work for an agency called Bliss. It was one of the first times I tried to actually get a job going out of high school. Because before, you know, Amazon was a thing. I'm sitting here thinking, how can I loop this back to the actual issue that we were talking about? The thing about? is, like, all of this is connected. All this I, is connected. I know. Nothing happens yeah, in a vacuum. It is. It is connected. The fact that you, some of you are just not getting paid, so half of you don't want to work. And then the fact that the pay that you get for not working is higher than the pay you get yeah. for working. That doesn't add up. Yeah. The government is dead-ass losing money because they pay the people who are on welfare and social security. Not social security. They earn that. They actually paid into social security. I said that wrong. Uh, disability are actually siphoning more from the government than the people who are paying into social security are putting in. Yep. It, social security is expected to run out. I know they keep trying to extend it, but it's... It is expected to run out in before the my mother goes on social security. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because more money is going out than coming in. No, because you don't pay your fucking people. <laughs> if you pay them, of course, more will be able to go in. But of course, you don't but pay them. Yeah, they're... No. We pay into it. It automatically Not comes you. out out of my taxes. I mean, I, mean, I mean, the companies don't pay your people, your employees, probably. No, like, Social Security automatically comes out of your taxes. It's part of but our What he means tax. is that the reason people don't pay into Social Security nearly as much as they could, or in general why uh, people don't work, uh, ultimately it all comes to one massive overarching issue. People don't get fucking paid enough. That's the other problem, yeah. Our wages, my wage does not increase with... How much do you get paid inflation. per hour, by the way? Per hour? Uh, it depends, actually, because it can go up and down over the time frame uh, that I work. I get paid how much do you some, get paid on average? On average, probably about $18, $19 an hour. Okay, I get paid around $10 an hour for mine. Wait, what are your two jobs again? I um, work in the meat department. You work in a meat department at a, I want to yeah. say a grocery store or something like that? Yeah, I work at a grocery store in what, what, what about a the short meat, walk what, away from can my Can you be more specific about the meat department? Can't you just... Uh, we work with, uh, we work with heavy grade industrial, uh, we work with industrial bandsaws. 
you know, okay. I've had coworkers that have literally either lost uh, lost fingers or had part of their fingers cut off by that shit. Or skin, the skin of their upper forearm. It happens. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I have. It's disgusting. You should see that their skin like becomes clean. It's like a shaven slice of meat. Yeah, but anyways, anyways, before that gets too gruesome. But the point (laughs) is, like, we're working with, we're dealing with customers, you know, but we're also being paid and, you know, specially trained to cut beef and whatnot. And we're getting paid $10 an hour. That's like, yeah, $70 an hour for us. It's not, it's not very much, especially with inflation, because... It's it's not the amount of money that you have, it's what you can buy with it, right? How far Absolutely. that money can go. And yeah, ultimately that money, that, and, like, it goes a lot farther in North Carolina because, like, groceries here are practically dirt fucking cheap. Well, uh, you're right. still going to notice, though, the prices have been going up. Oh, yeah, prices right. have going up But here's the thing, your wage hasn't. That's the problem. Our wage has been, but not very much. Like, the ultimate yeah, large-scale well, I mean, problem is that every time wages go up, every corporation and their mother raises their prices to compensate. So while your wage is going up, how much your wage is relative to everything else stays the same. And that's the thing, though. Your wage needs to be able to stay roughly the same, because you're still doing the same job. It still needs to have the same amount of buying power so you can make ends meet at the end of every month. But that's not yeah, happening. But- your wage yeah, like, is staying the same. The prices of everything else is going up. I can't keep up, right? Yeah, so I, they'll bump the wage up, and then everything else will go up higher. And that's how inflation works. And yeah, we're trying to slow it down, but the problem is the working. middle class is disappearing. The money is moving from the lower class to the higher class. Instead yeah, the of money the other is way moving around. to the higher class, but the higher class... Like, ultimately, what it... Like, I hate to be an... But what we need is effectively an idealized form of trickle-down economics. Money needs to be flowing from the top down. Instead of the bottom up. Yeah, instead of the bottom up. Trickle-up economics, that's what we're at right now. Didn't didn't you all have that and someone changed that? Someone Uh, said... We tried to implement uh, trickle-down economics when Reagan was president, but it didn't work. Yeah. Him, right. Because we were also, I believe, in the middle of a fucking war. Yeah, that uh... was during World War II, right? No, uh, I Reagan, I think, was the 80s. No, that Hold was on. Korean War. What the fuck? Wait, Korean War, Vietnam uh... War? I, I don't know. I'm. Let's be honest. <laughs> if the history is older than me, I'm not the, gr- I'm not the best at it. Me neither. Uh, no, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. It was the early 80s. So Vietnam. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. It was either Vietnam or it was towards the beginning of Desert. Desert Storm was two thousand one. Yeah, that was late nineties. It wasn't Vietnam. Desert Storm started as a result of nine eleven. That was like two thousand one to two thousand three. No, it wasn't the Vietnam War. It was after Vietnam. No, the reason it didn't work is because we entered an economic recession right after Vietnam. I don't know. At this point, we're throwing shots in the dark. This is stuff we don't know about, right? I know a bit about trickle-down economics. Most of it's just stuff I happen to read. I know but the ultimate premise is the, uh, the rich is dodge their work. taxes too much. Like it would, we wouldn't have nearly as much of a problem if the rich weren't dodging all their fucking taxes. Well, that's your own fault, though. 
how can I make Bezos pay his taxes? No, like, no, what yeah, am I going to do? How can I make do? Bezos pay his taxes other than kill him and redistribute his wealth? No, like, you, how the I fuck do I, I do that? I phrased it wrong. I phrased it wrong. As in you all, I mean your government in and of itself. If you can dodge paying taxes, that's your own country's fault. I mean, to be fair, the there rich are, are abusing yeah. clauses that were written with the middle class in mind. Exactly. So if you can do that, that's your own fault. I mean, to be fair, if we bet, it's the same thing as like a game balancing. Like if you balance everything around the higher level of play, it should work for everything else. But that's not always the case. It's the same no, thing that... with legislation. If you bet, if you write legislation with the upper class in mind, half the time it will absolutely murder everybody else. Like if we started, like if we did, like we have income brackets for taxes, right? Yeah, yeah. but people can just dodge their taxes. So what's the fucking point? Or you can hide the money in like a yeah, you can hide the money. There's a half dozen like different ways you can jo- you can dodge your fucking taxes with minimal effort, and it's really fucking annoying. What mm-hmm. the government should be doing is uh, and hear me out here. I know this sounds really really bad on paper, but if your income is above, let's say, three hundred thousand a year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, let's not go with three hundred. We'll go with five hundred k. 500k a year. And wow, That's we're really, really dreaming, aren't we? <laughs> no, if your income is above 500k a year, the government will automatically take, let's say, 10% of that in taxes, and you do not get that back. End of story, end of conversation. You can't dodge it. Nothing can fu- be fucking done about it. You lose 10% of that income in taxes. Yeah. That's 50,000. Well, 10% is, you know, very, very, like, no, that's way too low. <laughs> That's way too no. low, but it's a start. It, right? well, we're using it as an example, so it'll work. Yeah, we're using but it as a, but in the real point life, is, it's more the like government 30 to should, 40. Yeah, the government should be automatically take out of the 1%, they should be taking at least 10% of their income every year in taxes that cannot be dodged. Well, the thing is, another thing about their income is it's not raw cash, right? It's not flexible. Yeah. You can immediately just... Like, a lot of Jeff Bezos' net worth is in Amazon stock. It's not in gold bars that he has in a vault somewhere. I mean, you can still tax the stock. Technically. Like, I suppose you could have the government make him sell a certain number of his stock. Or is that, like, is that, that wait, taxes, does it go but... up? Like, hold on, does it go up? Like, okay, say the stock goes up and, like, he tries to sell it and, like, for a higher price. And the more it goes up, the higher the amount of um, percentage they take away from you. Let's be honest, yeah, the stock like, market is you... gambling. Okay, no, hear yeah, me so, out here. Like, so in that you... specific case, what the government could do, right? You know how we find people, right? Yeah. You, you pretty much get a letter in the mail saying you have to pay X amount. That's pretty if much you do something works. wrong, like, say, yeah. run a red light. Or what the government eat. could also do is, uh, let's say tax season rolls around. Taxes go out, what, March, April? Um, Something like that. What they could do is say March 1st. At the, wait, no, whenever the new fiscal year starts. January 1st. When, yeah, January 1st, when the new fiscal year starts. What they can do is, like, if like if Jeff Bezos has X amount of Amazon stock, what they can do, because this is practically common knowledge at this point, they can, uh, they can send him a, uh, like, you know how the IRS takes money from people, just in general? Uh, yeah, they can that's... audit... They can send out an audit 
determine how much his net worth is in stock. And then find him, him, say, again, 10% of that. I, I'm not really sure that would work because then I would apply. That wouldn't anyway. work within the confines of the law. You would have to find a way to make it work. But the idea being that if you take a good portion of his net worth, you still you get around the tax dodging, yeah. which is the primary well, issue. Well, another thing that, about I, this bill, though, this bill here increases the workers, the railway workers, it increases their wages by 24 percent, which is one of the highest it ever has yeah. been. Yeah, it's 24% over five years with, it um, is over I the believe, 1,100 almost immediately, 11K per people per person almost immediately. It is over the course of the next five years. But the thing is, if inflation is more than 24% over the next five years, that's a wage loss, not a gain. Yeah. The problem is, like, if we've reached, well, how much has inflation gone up over the fi- past five years? About, like, I don't know. 10%. Uh, oh, inflation, much. actually, you know what, eh. you know what, no, that 24%, okay, so over the past four, uh, between 2018 and 2021, right? 2022, uh, inflation rate of about 18% between 2018 and today. Okay, so yeah. According uh, to 2020, okay, so between 2018 and 2021. The only year there was a net increase in inflation that was large enough to actually matter was 2021. Because we went from a 1.23% inflation rate to 4.7 out of fucking nowhere. Where over the past, over the three prior years, it, it was the increase was negligible by comparison. So 2021 actually went good. down over the previous three years. And then it just shot back up. Well, there was COVID. There was a war. There was COVID. There was, more COVID. There was a war. No, there still is. Uh, no, I Can believe I they actually what? the war in Afghanistan. Oh, you're over. talking about the war in Afghanistan? No, that's I don't think we have had about. another war since we withdrew from Afghanistan. No, I. Think oh, I thought you were on. talking about United States wars. You were talking about United States wars. There was a uh, the Russian no, like, thing. The, there's every other country that's currently like, having a war right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's always going to be a war somewhere. There's always going to be a war somewhere. We can do fuck all about it. Just embrace the end. It doesn't fucking matter what you do about it. Well, this 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 got really dark talking about a train agreement. Why did I decide to title this episode "I Like Trains" and now we're talking about the end of humanity because of capitalism? Well, because <laughs> it's not like a capitalism what? problem though; it's a greed problem. No, no. You wonder what greed primarily stems from in our day and age? I wouldn't say capitalism. capitalism. <laughs> it's not capitalism. <laughs> no, it literally is fucking capital. Like, if we weren't in a predominantly capitalist society, we wouldn't have a lot of these problems. Because okay, a lot so of the problems with our economy let's, let's stem talk about... from capitalism. Let's talk about That's that. So you don't you're saying that greed comes from capitalism, but no, I'm saying there was a lot an of awful lot of greed in the Soviet Union, which was you know communist. Well, greed, well the Soviets weren't communists; they were socialists. There's a difference. What's wrong with socialism? Thank you. Okay, no socialism as a concept is fine. Having if socialist works, policies is also like... fine. Socialism as an entire uh, as an entire system for your entire country doesn't work. 
because social communism and socialism by extension ultimately only work under the reality under the assumption that everybody in power is an infallible human being and that just doesn't work like the entire reason we can't do communism is because there needs to be a, a power over everybody else to ensure that the system runs smoothly and everybody in that class has to be willing to accept the same pay as everybody else and that's, be uh, morally infallible, and it just doesn't work. That's funny because that's exactly what communism came about for. The mere fact that you needed someone like in times of war to be the one person to make decisions, no bickering, no arguing, just one person to make the decisions, and then after that, they're done and they're leaving. I mean, that's kind of what the president does. In a case of war, yeah. So like, Yeah, in war times, the U.S. president is commander-in-chief, and he has executive authority over military decisions, if my memory serves correctly. He has WAP. I think that's actually what it's called. Is it called WAP? War Emergency <laughs> Power? Jesus Christ. Because I, I, kn- I know that's a term for, like, aircraft engines when you temporarily output more than 100%. It's called war emergency power. Can we please call it WAP? WAP? Can we please call it that's legislative WAP. WAP power? That's WAP, though. That's WAP. Yeah, yeah WAP. Steph, uh, <laughs> you're, you're special. Yep, I am. Thank you very much that's for Christmas. noticing. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other bill that I wanted to talk about was HR eight four five four, which uh, Biden signed into law. It's the Medical Marijuana and Cannabidal Research Expansion Act. Uh, this is a part that I wasn't able to write a script about because I was busy at work the whole time. Uh, but this act effectively it requires the DEA to ensure that there is an adequate and uninterrupted supply of marijuana for research purposes. It allows physicians and doctors to discuss both the harms and the benefits of marijuana with patients. It also requires the HHS and the uh, NHI to report on the therapeutic potential of marijuana for various conditions, uh, including Tourette's and epilepsy, the effects of marijuana on adolescent brains, and the ability to, and the impact it has on the ability to operate heavy machinery and driving. I could have swear we had done research on this already. Yes, well... Need more. Is, we need more. We've we've Always. kind of researched it, but because of how much in the past that we've hated on marijuana, we haven't thoroughly researched know, any of this. Okay. And this bill is making it so we can properly research any of this. And once we figure it's out up. exactly how it works, that's when we can make another step towards legalizing it in a safe and or, healthy way. Or making it more illegal, depending on, you know. If it's really bad, yes. But like, like, if you measure the effects of marijuana on adolescent brains, you can then say that, and you can take the the age limit. Like, alcohol requires you to be twenty one. Um, you could do the kind of the same thing with marijuana, not necessarily twenty one, but at different ages. And whether or not driving while under the influence of marijuana is, you know, or operating other kinds of heavy machinery is okay or not, because we haven't be like thoroughly researched that in like a in a lab setting. Yeah, that's just, yeah, so, like, how much can you be under before, like, it's considered illegal? Yep, exactly. Because if you, if you have to take it for medical purposes, well, most of the time, every medication, they tell you don't drive or operate, operate at the machinery. Yeah. So, yeah, there's probably uh, an amount that, yeah. And Any it's not just, because they're not just saying make marijuana legal to sell everywhere. They're trying yeah, to take they, a step to research exactly how it affects people. And then yeah. once they have that... 
they can see what what to do from there with it. Well, we already have a basis for how it affects people because we already know what kind of drug it is. Yeah, well, kind of. Marijuana is unique because it is both a depressant and an accelerant, right? Uh, I believe the FDA still classifies it as a uh, depressant. Yes, is that still accurate though? They need to update that because it has both THC and CBD, and one of them's a depressant, the other's not. So they need to. They need to update what what form you put it in. Like, did you bake it? Did you? Just like smoke it, just like light it. Did you eat it? Did I mean if you if you're eating if you're smoking it, you're a fucking idiot. Like mean. I say this with all the love in the world. If you're smoking marijuana, you're genuinely just a fucking idiot. If you're smoking anything, like lungs. Yeah, if you're smoking literally anything, you're a fucking idiot. Lungs are meant for air, not smoke. Please stop. It's literally why I will continue to die on this hill. Anybody who willingly puts some random shit in their lungs deserves to be removed from the fucking gene pool. I will not You're just vape. being complete fucking idiot. <laughs> yep, that's... I thought we were gonna finally be able to kill, like, tobacco, you know? It just... No, we should have been able to kill tobacco We should have been able to, and then, and then no, vaping no, no. happened, so... Shit. Even, even now, and vaping got worse, even now, like, these cigarette packs, they have, like, all these things, and then, like, um, what what would smoking cause? Like, it make you go blind. You can lose your leg. You can get blood clots. You can things happen to your lungs, and like they make it as grotesque as possible. The packaging images, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because well, I mean, there are legal requirements. They have to disclose. Hey, this might cause lung cancer or jaw cancer. Mm-hmm. But like, this will allow. This bill also nice. allows me to talk to my doctor because I've got a doctor's appointment in a few days, and I want to know. How will this affect me? What are the possible harms? What are the possible benefits? Um, what might happen if I decide to get an edible? Because part of me is like mildly curious, but I don't want to just immediately jump in. Honestly, I want to know how it works, what it does, and then I'll make a decision on whether or not I actually want to do it. Varies person by person. Not, but... And I speak from personal experience here. Uh, when I was in Oregon, uh, my uncle was actually taking marijuana as was prescribed marijuana actually as a pain reliever as the pain reliever. Yes, yeah, yeah, there are FDA approved pain relieving versions of marijuana, and oh, and this is in Colorado, so Colorado has it legal too. So, uh, who's Blackjack for? For I don't know who this kid is. This Dragon Shino- also goes by Dragon Shinobi. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? Can we kick him? Oh, no, definitely not. What's up? Can we kick him, please? No. Funny. Fun. I'm no. technically a That's... VIP on his channel. Yep. So oh, no, I, you're I, a I, VIP? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, look off That's the distance. That's there went how little I care. I'm sorry. I completely forgot. They were, what, how much is this? Is one hey, Blackjack, what do you think about the bill that passed about medical marijuana and cannabinoidal research expansion? I think it's a good idea. I, I, I was talking to Blackjack, not you. Actually, as long as the information is properly understood and is not abused, like just about anything from alcohol to pain meds, within moderation, it has purpose and use, then it should be legal. I mean, we should dead at- Yeah, and okay, I think this bill here. is going to expand the research on that, so that way we can figure out Exactly how it affects people, and then take the next step as to recreational legality. 
recreational muffins. That's all I'm gonna say. This is a really, really dumb take, but I think y'all will like this take. Uh-oh. Please don't uh, uh, Oh, no, 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 no. All the jail bait. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I believe we should uh, illegalize tobacco. The what? Illegalize what? Tobacco. Illegalize it or illegalize it? Illegalize it. Make it illegal to uh, sell well... smoke tobacco. Yes right, and me, no. The thing up. you should target is the nicotine, not the tobacco. Oh. Yeah, that's Yeah, true. but the thing, like, okay, hear me out. Distributing nicotine? Yeah, fine. Go, knock yourselves out. If you want to take narcotics, take narcotics. It's not my fucking problem. Doesn't the FDA classify nicotine as a neurotoxin? Yeah, it is. I yeah. mean, it doesn't fucking matter because both of them are really fucking stupid for you to put in your body either way. Well, FDA. Cigarettes, they add nicotine. Nicotine is the addictive substance. That's what yeah, you need but to get rid of like, to get even the if problem. We, no, even if we remove nicotine, people are still going to smoke it. And the yeah, reason, and the reason a lot of people are getting lung cancer is because they're fucking smoking it. Lungs are for breathing air, not... Yeah, not whatever dumb shit they put in cigarettes. Like, okay, okay, let me do a memo on previous statement. We should make cigarettes illegal. You make glasses. They should make cigarettes illegal. And yeah. other, you know, inhale inhaling-based drugs. Like, say, like, this would also mean you couldn't smoke marijuana, but at the same time, like, smoking isn't the only way to do that. That also means you can't use inhalers. Uh, and he- like, inhalers are the exception for the rule. That would also mean you can't. Okay, use how about this non-prescription? Yeah, non-prescription inhale inhaled drugs. Yeah. So that means I mean, to be fair, it. uh, recreational abuse of inhalers is also a thing. So. So that means you can't inhale helium. Which is fucking garbage. No, that's a fucking dude. Do you inhale helium is actively is fucking bad for you? You dumb. I know fuck. it's bad for you, but so, I can't get my jokes off helium. So what are your people are sad? Oh shit! My my generation zero crashed. Uh, why are you playing? Well, you're going to move to that later on, but we're recording yeah. an episode right now. I uh, we you mean you all so, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so with inhalants, I mean inhalers to like help with. Uh, asthma and stuff those are like prescription i don't know if those have long-term effects i wonder if they cause things later smoking on weed? They, from what i've asthma. seen they haven't i have a co-worker with asthma i had asthma for a while when i moved to oregon i don't think i have any negative effects from it from what again it's so it must be fake that's the, yeah. It's not just about you or one coworker though. You have to actually look at the full. Yeah, it w- to see if anyone. I at I all personally has been think that if there is a if there isn't a study on it, there should be a study on it. But who's going to uh, find the long term effects of uh, a, a prescription use inhalers on uh, on your lungs? Like that would be a baller study to do. Just you know to what make else sure. Would be a baller study. If people stop trying to inhale steam. Sorry, what? Give me a second. Generation Zero is raping my ears. Sorry, uh, people are really wrong dumb with steam. And inhale steam. Like they literally try to breathe in hot, flaming steam. Like water? I mean, 
I'm not sure if that I mean, be... outside of a sauna, I don't get why this is a thing people are doing. This is really Honestly, bad. I don't think inhaling steam has because too much like... of a negative health effect. Like, yes, it, it does. There's trace amounts of water in. vapor in the air, so... Yeah, you're breathing in what is effectively hot as fuck water vapor. Like, it's going to have a short-term effect, but I refuse to believe, unless you're chronically doing it, that it'll have an, a massive long-term yes, effect on your lungs. Chronically doing this because their parents told them or some friend told them. My grandmother was doing this at time. Is okay? Like, no, hear me out here. Like, the, she was doing everything. I 100 can tell you, like inhaling steam, like just be like it's the same premise as taking a hot shower to help clear your sinuses, like. It's not a bad idea in practice because scientifically speaking, it does accomplish the intended purpose, but at the same time, it's literally why the fuck? Yeah, it's abuse. It's for like, it's in emergency like, situations when you have no other choice. If you abused it to inhale steam constantly, like if it was really hot, I'm sure it would eventually cause serious problems. But like, yeah, there's, yeah, water, because there's, there's amounts of water like, vapor in the air all the time. So, yeah, and your body with. The liquids inside your lungs and your esophagus and your mouth is yeah. releasing water vapor from there. So there's always water vapor between here and there. To be fair, I'd be more concerned yeah. about people like me who work around chlorinated cleaner, and when that shit mists up, I have to breathe that shit in. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, you should like, probably be wearing a mask. Yeah, if you're working it's, with it's, high... diluted, it's diluted cleaner. It's not, it's not pure chlorine. Yeah, but you still, should still like, like. I should still be wearing still a mask. Probably. Yeah. Or some kind of respirator or something like that. Yeah, if you can smell it, you probably should be wearing something. I think the people who refuse to wear like proper gear when they're going to do anything with a saw. To be yeah. fair, some people just don't know that they need to be wearing fucking respirators. If if you don't know this, then you have never ever had a grandmother. A proper mother, a fucking adult near you. My grandfather does it. Yeah, we do it, but they always tell you. We still do it, but they always tell you that you shouldn't do this, although we don't fucking listen, but that's awful. They always should tell you. Again, I would say. Do as I say, not as I do. It's the phrase. No, that's the way the basis of all parenting. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean... then there's also... I shouldn't do something, but I'm going to do it anyways. I don't think any of us are parents, though, so I don't think we can talk about that. I mean, mm. hey, not Seth, from experience, by the way, anyway. I turned 21 in February. Okay. Well, from you know our perspective, really we've seen what our parents have done. Are we doing a drinking game done. on stream in February? Drunk Destiny. I should not be drinking. Sorry, what? Play Drunk Destiny, bro. No. We're recording the podcast episode, so focus on task here. Did anyone else have anything else to add or anything else they wanted to talk about? Yeah, actually I did. First of all, I didn't know any of these things were going on until you start speaking about (laughs) them earlier today. I've never heard of any of these. I've never, like... Never heard of them at all. Never so seen them. Like, these are United States things. So I guess you're if you're in Trinidad, it's no big deal. Our politics are usually louder than most other countries. Wait, isn't Trinidad a U.S. territory, though? 
Um, no. Is it? Yeah, no, I don't no. think so. It's Puerto Rico that is, though. Yeah, our, our politics are usually louder than most of the people's, but, like, a lot yeah, of people don't know about these things that are happening. And I, did, I wouldn't have either unless I went and I looked for it, because I want to know what's going on, right? I want to be able to try and, at the very least, help fix some of this crap that's going on. Well, how, you see, your first mistake how, is thinking you can help fucking fix it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to rephrase that sentence. It's not help fix. What you're trying to do is help get the word out. Get the word out so that other people can fix it, which in is a way of helping fix it. Is it, though? I mean, I'd say so. I mean, maybe a little bit. A little bit. bit, That's giving yourself a bit too much Let's be honest. It's better than doing nothing. Uh, That's debatable. (laughs) Well, I'm certainly not going to sit here and watch the world burn. I mean, okay, no, watching the world burn is sometimes actually better. I suppose that would be one way to accomplish the bright future, but like. Okay, no, hear me out here. Because honestly, informing people of things will sometimes lead to those people still making stupid conclusions. True, true. but at least if they're informed, it's still an informed conclusion. it's a, no, just because it's an informed conclusion doesn't mean it's a fucking good one. Yeah. That's like, good. if I look at va- if a vaccine has a minute amount of mercury and I say, oh, this is dangerous because it has mercury in it with no, con- with no context on how vaccines work, yeah, it's an informed conclusion, but it's not a well-informed or good conclusion. But hold Who on. Said, okay, so here's the thing on top of this. Who said my conclusion was well-informed or good? I'm to trying fair, to encourage you to do research on your own. Somewhat well informed. You at least did research on it. But the reality is, even though you're you're doing research, a lot of people don't. The vast yeah, majority don't. That's so another thing that's that funny. this thing does is encourage you to go and research. Yeah. Oh, not just no way. You said it. And wrong. I, that was I wrong. even that's gave wrong. you the that's rules, wrong. like right at the beginning. No, Remember, wait, make sure. Wrong. That's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. What? You can't remember that sentence, Seth. You just said, go and do research. You can't just do research. You have to do it properly and yes. not go by something. Which is why I wasn't it. finished with my sentence. Remember how yes, we have these act. rules that I go over at the very beginning of every episode? Maybe. Hey, you expect Razor? people to actually use those. Yes, because I state them at the beginning of every yeah, but I, single I don't time. People are idiots, Seth. You, you seem Seth, to forget I... we're actually smart. Most people aren't. You don't follow them, and you're saying you're, you're smart. I don't well, Yes, them. I am smart, because I believe that the idiots need to be purged. No, no, no. no, no. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going that far. At no point during your argument did you one. cite any kind of evidence, though. And that's what we talk about is here. One of the rules is Hitchens' razor. If you state something without evidence to back it up, I can also just dismiss it without requiring any. To be evidence. fair, you could also just dismiss my evidence and therefore dismiss my claims. Well, so... then you would have no podcast. Then it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, you would have no podcast because you'd be speaking in an echo chamber. If I was using Newton's flaming laser sword, that would be the problem. But I'm not using that. <laughs> Newton's flaming laser sword. Have you what not heard that? of that? Okay, there. No, I haven't. So the political or the. Not the political. There are philosophical razors that I use to try and help, right? And some of them, I haven't used all of them, though. There's a lot more than just the four that I include as the rules. Oh, it's and Alder's one of razor. Them, hmm? one of it's these, Alder's razor. 
one of these rules, though, one of the razors is Newton's flaming laser sword, which states that if it can't be proved by experiment, then it's not worthy of debate. Is it actually called the flaming laser sword? Yes, it is. It is Newton's Newton's flaming flaming laser laser sword or Alder's razor. Or Alder's razor. And I don't use them for that very reason, because most of the things we talk about here cannot be proved by experiment. Like, I cannot go back and prove that if Biden didn't sign the resolution here that didn't require that these workers accept the previous contract, I can't go back and prove that things would have still been okay. I mean, you can, you just can't do it easily. Uh, how Am I going to run a simulation of the entire universe? Or, yes. and hear me out, no, hear me out here, right? Time travel is within the confines of science possible. Um, technically, but it would require the resources of over a hundred Earth-like planets, so... It would, again, possible and plausible are two separate things. (laughs) Like, it's possible, it's just not plausible. So you're telling me that as part of this podcast episode, which I make myself by writing these episodes during downtime at work, I should learn how to time travel... It can be proven by experiment. It just cannot feasibly be proven by experiment. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if, if you start now, in the future, you can go back to the past to, you know, do that. But then that involves different problems of, is it the same past? Would it be a multiverse type thing? Is it no, different timelines? I would like to explain in detail the concept of time dilation. <laughs> I understand time dilation. I understand. No, do you understand time dilation as it applies to when the moment you exceed the speed of light? Yes, I understand general special relativity. Okay, tell me relativity. what happens when you move faster than the speed of light. So when you move faster than the speed of light, time starts flowing in reverse. Yeah, that's the entire premise. Granted, you could likely emulate the effect via negative mass, but negative mass is even more of a bitch. Why are we talking about physics now? <laughs> Well, you know what, we, is, we could do an episode on general or special relativity. Do you want to do that next week? That sounds, it sounds interesting. It, it really does sound interesting. I'm going to actually do research for this. Okay. Well, Honestly, well, this was something I did too much research on. Barring something major politically happened, that's what we'll do next week. Okay, cool. Anyways, we should call it here and then go do actually fun things. Yeah, so for this week... Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Bright Future. Um, sure no one these episodes are recorded live on Twitch at the Storm AI, and you can feel free to add to the debate by commenting below or discuss these and other topics in my Discord server. If you enjoy the show, check out my merch store, which has items both displaying the show's logo and icons of individual episodes. And as always, thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. These episodes are recorded live on Mondays at 7 Central and released on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, so I'll see you back here next week.